From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Gee, this year's going fast. It's already March the 2nd and it's another Sunday and it's Graham VK4BB with another edition of WIA National News. And the VK3 FI Mildura beacon on 630 metres is certainly creating interest. VK1, 2, 3, 5 and 7 have all heard this new 473 kilohertz beacon nightly. In Canberra, Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, reports having received the beacon and suggests trying it on the weak signal digital modes for a two-way QSO. Matt VK4DAG at Arimba, north of Sydney, heard the beacon on his IC706 and a beverage antenna with a varying S2 to S7 signal, and Paul VK2PNH at Balralden in the Riverina found it detectable. In Victoria, the latest is Dal Barrow, VK3DB and Moe, noise-free on his Spectrum Lab screen grab. Mark VK3UA at Donvale with an 80-metre dipole at an RST of... 409 and Craig Meddings VK3CRG Lara a G5RV and IC7600. From South Australia it's been received by Les VK5KLV in Port Augusta using a 40 metre off centre dipole and he's been joined by Andrew Russell VK5CV near Adelaide at signal strength S8 above a local noise of 1 to 2 S points. In Tasmania, VK7 Tango Whiskey south of Hobart reports detecting the beacon on a high-performance software-defined radio with an earth dipole at minus 91 dBm. The Mildura beacon on 473 kHz has been running daily 1100 to 2200 UTC when null VK3 FI is at home. And he certainly does welcome reception reports. VK3 FI at wia.org.au. The licensees of Young's Commercial Radio Broadcasting Services, call signs 2LF and 2LFF, have proposed that the ACMA vary the Young license area lap. Their aim is to make additional FM infill transmitters available in Cootamundra, Cowra, Grenfell and Tamora for 2LF and at Grenfell and Tamora for 2LFF. Now, WIA Board Talk. It's to our President, Phil Waite, VK2ASD. The WIA expresses thanks to the ARRL on its centenary. It's with great pleasure that the Wireless Institute of Australia acknowledges the 100-year milestone reached this year, 2014, by the American Radio Relay League. The consistent leadership shown by the AWRL is well known and admired. However, it's now opportune to reflect and record some of the occasions that the WIA has benefited from having a close relationship with the AWRL. These include the Trans-Pacific tests of the mid-1920s proving that shortwave radio was indeed viable, the introduction of television in 1956 and the later rollout of cable TV, and the action during the trial use of broadband over power lines, BPL, a couple of years ago. The AWRL's partnership on these and in many other areas has been invaluable, and we have expressed that in a recent letter sent from the WIA to the AWRL. The ability of the WIA to have its own popular DX Century Club, DXCC award program, is appreciated and it continues to be a mirror of the DXCC that was introduced by the AWRL. The Australian Novice Grade of Licence drew on its existence in the USA. Although the WIA had asked for that stepping stone licence years earlier, its eventual introduction here was partly due to the AWRL experience. 
The AWRL works with all societies at global forums around the world, including the International Amateur Radio Union meetings and the World Radio Communications Conferences held by the ITU. A range of publications from the AWRL, stocked by the WIA Bookshop, continued to be a source of knowledge and experience to all radio amateurs. There are many things to be learnt from the AWRL in the way it approaches issues. For example, it has shown a recent growth in the number of radio amateurs that is counter to the worldwide trend. The WIA notes that the AWRL has announced an exciting program of events and activities to mark its 100th year. At the same time, the League is looking to the future and how to engage the next generation. On behalf of all WIA members, a warm thank you for the role undertaken by the AWRL, best wishes for the celebration and the century ahead. Thanks to Jim Linton, VK3PC, for this news item. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, for the WIA. Continuing WIA board talk and making what we do relevant. Because we've had amateur radio for 100 years, does it mean that it should continue? That's a question being asked, particularly as spectrum-hungry users continue to grow. In defence of amateur radio, our arguments that it has evolved into a modern technological hobby is easily accessible and enjoyed by people of all walks of life. The Wireless Institute of Australia is concerned that missing from the equation is the relevance of amateur radio or even an awareness that it does exist in this technological age. That's why the Wireless Institute has initiated the PR for Amateur Radio Expo in April to showcase through the clubs and groups of like-minded radio amateurs to show what we do, how to understand and perhaps join us. With the right image, amateur radio can be attractive to more people, but first they need to learn what we have to offer and its modern-day relevance. The PR for Amateur Radio Expo, it's held during April, this year the 11th and 13th. Now for more information or to enrol, check out the What's On section of wia.org.au. And I just see at the door VK6 POP has popped in. A couple of weeks ago, I announced the call for nominations for the WIA Merit Awards. I recognise that we aren't in the hobby for the purpose of gaining awards. However, there are people who have made a difference, developed something clever, or maybe have provided leadership within a club over a period of time. Any or all of the above, and perhaps more, are worthy of recognition. There's information in the March issue of the Amateur Radio magazine and you can also find information and a link to the nomination form on the WIA website right there on the front page in the latest news from the WIA section. Nominations close in less than a month so please make the effort and make one or more nominations. The website is wia.org.au. I'm Bob VK6POP. Who listens to radio? VK4 Alpha Juliet Oscar. VK4 NRL. VK3 Zulu Golf Wiki. VK2 VK8 H. VK4 Papa Mike Mike Toowoomba. VK4 ZJE John in Toowoomba. Hams across Australia. On the evening of the 25th of February in VK1, Allen VK1WX and Gill VK1GH carried out an advanced upgrade assessment for Mark VK1MDC. And they're pleased to announce that Mark was successful and has now applied for a two-letter advanced licence call sign. In VK2, Amateur Radio New South Wales has recently introduced a development fund which may be interest to radio clubs within the VK2 call area.
If you have a project in mind which may benefit from some funding, you may be eligible for some assistance. You will need to obtain the guidelines to see if you qualify, and for that I suggest you contact office at arnsw.org.au. New Club for Armadale. Armadale and VK2 have held their initial meet and eat of the new club. That's right, a meet and eat. Two members, Les VK2 LES and Ken XVK4 JR, one-time members from the VK4 club Redcliffe, must have the power of persuasion as Redcliffe Club has loaned on a long-term basis the new club in Armadale both 2 metre and 70 centimetre repeaters and cavities. VK4EA and VK4KI provided much of the technical support in the installation of the repeaters. It's that time again. This is Stuart, VK4 Mike Sierra Lima of news from the Brisbane Amateur Radio Club. Barkfest will be here in a few months' time, on the 10th of May 2014, at a completely new venue. The Salvation Army Hall, corner of Bow Desert Road and Kamaruka Street, Callumvale. Doors open at 9.30am. Ample parking is available at the venue and we are now taking bookings for people wishing to book tables. Hope to see you all there. This has been Stuart, VK4 Mike Sierra on behalf of the Brisbane Amateur Radio Club. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Radio hands help track patient. The Register Guard reports amateur radio enthusiasts helped authorities track down a man with dementia after he had wandered away from his home. They say ham radio specialists used locating equipment to find the 78-year-old man who was wearing an electronic transmitter bracelet. The Sheriff's Office provides its volunteer team of amateur radio specialists with the tracking equipment used to find the man. 2014 World Amateur Radio Day Gopal Madhavan, President ARSI and Chairman IARU Region 3, Victor Uniform 2, Golf Mike November, reminds all this day is celebrated each year on April 18th in recognition of the anniversary of the founding of the IARU in Paris in 1925. The primary purpose of WARD, as stated in IARU Resolution 94.3, is the need for an annual focus on amateur radio and the benefits countries and communities derive from the service. Every year, the IARU Administrative Council has attempted to select a theme both consistent with the role and purpose of amateur radio and, at the same time, representing a meritorious activity which, if promoted, could bring favourable credit to IARU and amateur radio generally. At the IARU Administrative Council meeting in September 2013, various topics were discussed and possible themes massaged. The theme, Amateur Radio, Your Gateway to Wireless Communication, was put forward and after discussion was adopted by the Council for the forthcoming World Amateur Radio Day, April 18, 2014. This is an opportunity for clubs and groups to promote our hobby. DARC queries PLT measurements. The German National Amateur Radio Society, DARC, are questioning the measurement protocol used by the Federal Network Agency for PLT testing. It appears measurements on PLT devices are carried out partly in standby mode with no data being exchanged. This may give the misleading impression that equipment meets the emission standards. Tilo Kutz, Delta Lima 9, Kilo Charlie Echo says a disabled mower also does not violate the noise ordinance. 
Such a measurement method would be a carte blanche for thousands of other devices that are not allowed to come onto our market. UK ham locates signal from China's lunar rover. China's jade rabbit lunar rover is not dead after all. This after its signal was heard and confirmed by a United Kingdom radio amateur. Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, is in the newsroom with the latest. The Jade Rabbit rover was launched as part of China's Chang-3 mission to the moon last December 1st. On December 14th, the Chang-3 landed on the moon with its first signals copied at UHF SATCOM around 1718 UTC the same day. The Jade Rabbit lunar rover was then deployed with its transmitter activated and signals detected on 8462.080 MHz running in the low-rate BPSK mode. The rover functioned well until the lunar nighttime set in. The mission's command control center was expecting the rover to contact Earth on February 12th after it had endured its second lunar night. Since it did not transmit any signals, the rover was officially declared permanently inoperative. But on the same day, a signal from the Jade Rabbit was heard by a ham radio operator in the United Kingdom. Paul Marsh, G7EYT, who also holds the call M0EYT, reported detecting the rover on 8462.078 MHz. This has brought new hope to China's command control personnel that the overall mission just might be saved. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, in the newsroom in Los Angeles. Needless to say, that's quite an accomplishment for ham radio, especially after those in command of the project seem to think that all might be lost. Hi, I'm Andy Chesnokov, UA3Alpha Brava, and you're listening to Vicky1WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ, Dateline 2014. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 2 and 3. Manu Ringa Radio Society's Flagpole Contest, September. Amateur Radio's International Air Ambulance Week, 9 days from September 28. WIA Remembrance Day, the ID Contest, August 16 and 17. WIA VK Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, May 3. WIA John Moore Field Day Weekend, March 15 and 16. Using Amateur Radio Portable during a popular contest. With milder weather starting to return now as we move from summer to autumn, now is an opportune time to join the John Moore Memorial Field Day to be held across the third weekend of March. Manager of the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award, Tony Hambling, VK3VTH, says the field day is a great opportunity to test the portable stations in a friendly contest environment. While the big guns and clubs have chosen to be in the contest, Tony VK3VTH says please also consider operating as an individual in the National Park. Contacts can qualify for the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award, VK5 Parks Award and VKFF Award. The contest six-hour section is ideal for individuals in a portable environment, wherever you may be in Australia. Headed for the first ever Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award plaque by having activated all 45 Victoria National Parks and Work 45 is Peter Fraser, VK3 ZPF. Already with the award certificate, he needs to work only six more to qualify for a plaque. This is a huge effort with the aim of achieving the ultimate goal. 
the exponent of portable operations helped many others along the way. In most areas this month, it remains wise to keep watch on the weather and fire conditions. On the contest of March 15th and 16th, and with much, much more on the John Moyle, here is long-time WIA coordinator of the contest, Dennis VK4AE. This year, the field day contest will occur over the weekend of Saturday the 15th to Sunday the 16th of March. The duration of the contest will be from 0100 UTC on the Saturday to 0059 on the Sunday. The aim of the contest is to encourage and provide familiarisation with portable operation and to provide training for operations in emergency situations. However, field or portable stations also appreciate the support of home stations. In order to make the event a whole lot fairer, field stations or portable stations actually take part in effectively a separate event from home stations. In this way, home stations are not given an unfair advantage when compared to those portable stations that do not have the advantage of a permanent antenna installation, mains power and the comfort of operating from their own home QTH. However, no matter how you plan to take part in the contest, after the activity is all over and the radio equipment has been packed away, there is one task that must be completed by all stations. They must submit their log for the contest. There is plenty of time allowed after the contest is over to actually complete and submit your log to the WIA as electronic logs and paper logs will be accepted right up until midnight 19th of April 2014. So there are not many excuses nowadays as the log can be kept electronically while the contest is underway using one of the many contest logging programs such as VKCL or VK Contest Log by our own Mike VK3AVV. You can look him up on the internet. Then you simply have to submit the print file from that program to me via one of the email addresses shown on the contest page of the WIA website. Last year there was a significant reduction in the number of logs that were actually submitted and this meant that many contacts claimed by stations could not be verified by the log of another station and so there were very many queries from my log checking program to which there was no possible way to resolve. So this year to make it fair to all stations we have decided that if you work the same station more than five times on any band or using any mode during the field day you must submit your log for those contacts to be eligible for a score. If the matching log entry is not submitted you may have those contacts changed to non-scoring. This applies to all stations either portable or home station that take part in the contest. If you take part, you should enter your log, just to make sure the effort that you have actually put in provides a score to the stations you've worked. Of course, by submitting your log, you automatically enter the contest and you never know, you might even get a certificate. Now is the time to carry on with your planning for the field day, as there are only two weeks to go before the event. There is still time to make sure that everything is in order and operating and all of the little bits and pieces that are needed to put your station onto the airwaves are all in the required location. Nothing worse than to arrive at your chosen field day spot only to find that you've forgotten to pack the piece of cable that is installed between the set and some other piece of gear. Make sure that the location you have chosen is still accessible after the summer onslaught from flood and bushfire 
and the roads into the place have not been closed in the interests of public safety and that all the trees that were so useful to string aerials or tent ropes are still in good condition and safe to be around. So it might be a good idea just to make a short visit to your selected site and to ensure that all will be well on the day. Best of luck to all in the field day and I look forward to working a few of you on the day and most of all receiving your log entry after the event. Thank you. Thanks, Dennis. Now to special event stations, DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice. Western Victorian Repeater VK3RBA back on air. The Ballarat Repeater VK3RBA on Mount Bunenyong is in service after more than two years of negotiations and about $8,000 of site work to bring it up to full commercial standard. That repeater was removed originally as a result of a reshuffle by site management which posed the doubt over whether VK3RBA should in fact continue to be an occupant. A lot of voluntary work by a few and diplomacy eventually won the day. It was not a matter that could be fixed overnight. Yet the VK3RBA site played an important role being strategically located and serving Ballarat in Western Victoria. With the manpower of a few local radio amateurs, Wyson, Victoria and Amateur Radio Victoria, the repeater has been restored. The next step in the short term is to link VK3RBA with VK3RWZ Mount William, giving it a wide coverage area. Russian Special Event R00000. R, four zeros in the letter O symbolising the Olympic rings, is on the air in the context of the 2014 Winter Olympic Games and 2014 Paralympic Games. QRV until March 31. QSL via UA1OJL. L-O-T-W-E-Q-S-L Celebrating cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin's 80th birthday. On the air, keep an ear open during the entire month of March for the Russian special event station UE-80HS. This operation is being held to celebrate the 80th anniversary of Russia's first cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin, who was born on March 9, 1934. Gagarin was the first man to journey into space when his Vostok spacecraft completed an orbit of the Earth on April 12, 1961. When you work UE-80HS, please keep yourself via RW6HS. Westlake celebrate their 50th birthday. In recognition, they have been granted the special call sign VI2ATZ50, which they will be using next month during April. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. Uniform 4 Mike Italy Radio, QSL. Okay, QSL, Alex, uh, nice signal here in uh, Victor Kilo. Thank you, 73 is a good morning. Uh, QRZ, Victor India 3, Papa, Oscar, Lima, Italy, Oscar. VA3 Polio was just one of many stations across the world last weekend, operated by members of the Rotarians of Amateur Radio, or the RAW Group, in conjunction with Rotary's birthday. In Australia, at least five special event stations, VI2 Polio, VI3 Polio, VI4, VI6 and VI7 Polio, logged well over 2,000 contacts and 10,000 hits were recorded for more information on the webpage Rotaries N Polio. Raw World President VK4ZD Bill and his personal Rotary family, wife Diane and daughter Eliza, were kept busy at the VI4 Polio Well Station based in southeast Queensland's Lockyer Valley. Among those joining the activity were people who had contracted polio, adding their support for Rotary's target of ending the disease by 2018.
It does still remain in small pockets of Nigeria, Afghanistan and Pakistan. Also picked up on air were a number of Rotary members who had not heard of RAW and may now join our fellowship. As Rotary prepares for our next birthday, February the 23rd, 2015, the organisation is ready for another CQ Polio Weekend. Hi, this is May, VK4OMH. The Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Club is looking forward to hosting the 2014 annual conference. We hope to see you here. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Digital. Listening to D-Star with DSD 1.7. The RTLSDR.com site has posted that D-Star Digital Voice can now be decoded using DSD 1.7 software. The post says that up until recently it was possible to decode D-Star headers using either DSD 1.6 or DSTAR.exe and RTLSDR, but it was not possible to decode the voice. Now amateur radio hobbyist PU2VLW has brought to our attention that the latest DSD development version 1.7 is capable of decoding D-Star audio. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Wyson has been asked to provide communication support for the Bushwalkers Wilderness Rescue Squad's Operational Exercise, or OPEX, at Windburndale Nature Reserve, 35 kilometres northeast of Bathurst, on the weekend of the 22nd and 23rd of March. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Project Space Balloon Talk at EMDRC. This Friday night, March the 7th, the Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club will have a presentation and demonstration from Andy, VK3YT, and the team at Project Space Balloon. This is a group of amateurs that have been developing and flying high-altitude balloons in southeastern Australia loaded with radio transceivers. The club meeting will be held at the Willis Room at the Nutterwadding Civic Centre, commencing at 8pm. More details are available on the club's website, www.emdrc.com.au, and both members and visitors are most welcome. And the Club Hamfest, the White Elephant Sale for 2014, is also rapidly approaching. It's on Sunday, March the 23rd at the Great Rari Primary School in Heathmont. The club has just about booked out all tables for traders, both commercial and private, and they expect a wide variety of goodies for all to purchase. ICOM Australia has confirmed their attendance, along with a number of other regulars such as NBS antennas, masts, PK loop antennas and radio books cobram, just to name a few. And the famous club barbecue will be once again cooking up a storm out the front with, of course, lots of onions. Complimentary tea and coffee are also available and soft drinks are available for purchase. Entry is only $6 and the doors will open at 10am. Once again, check out the club's website, www.emdrc.com.au. Look forward to seeing you all there. Now, as I leave you this week from Melbourne, it's across to the west, and it's Clive, VK6CSW. Ciao for now, I'm Robert, VK3DN. Yet another month has flown by, and tomorrow is the first Monday in March. That means that it's time once again for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's News and Information Bulletin to go to air. Tomorrow's RAATC Bulletin can be heard on a variety of HF, VHF and UHF frequencies, but the two main HF 20-metre broadcasts are at 0100 and 0200 UTC. At 0100 UTC, the bulletin is beamed northwards from Melbourne on 14.150 MHz upper sideband for Eastern States listeners, 
while an hour later, at 0200 UTC, the transmission is beamed towards Western Australia, also on 14.150 MHz. Also at 0200 UTC, there will be a transmission from Perth on 40 metres on 7060 kHz lower sideband, and also via all Newswest linked repeaters. In addition to these broadcasts, throughout the day, local operators transmit the bulletin on a number of HF, VHF and UHF frequencies. To find a frequency in time for your local area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au. Once again, that's www.raotc.org.au. Tomorrow we have an interesting piece from Ron, VK3AFW, on some unusual battery technology and also how ambient RF signals are being used to power small devices. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is cordially invited to listen to the bulletin and to participate in the callbacks afterwards. So once again, the March RAOTC bulletin can be heard tomorrow, Monday, March the 3rd. 7-3 from Clive, VK6, Charlie, Sierra Whiskey. Well, here we are, already at the end of WIA National News for another week. This one for week commencing March the 2nd, 2014. I'm Graham, VK4BB. We'll do it all again next week. And don't forget, for all the URLs, etc., and also for all the social scene reports, go to wia.org.au and click on this week's news broadcast, and you'll be able to read the script. Till then, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Next week, walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.